Hi, everyone. This is Frank Fear, and you're listening to Joey P. and Frank, NFL Week 16 edition. Well, COVID was the opponent of Week 15, and it led to a last-minute, widely distributed schedule that spanned six days, Thursday through Tuesday. The chaos didn't affect Joe, though. He went 12-4 and in Week 15 picks, published at the Sports Column, and 5-0 and on this podcast, with both performances raising his season-to-date mark to 63%. On the field, Kansas City kept rolling in an exciting game against the Chargers. New England, Arizona, and Tampa Bay all stumbled, surprisingly so, especially with respect to the Cardinals, beaten on the road in Detroit. Buffalo and Pittsburgh preserved themselves in must-win games, and Cincinnati and Cleveland did the same. And, well, Baltimore took the game down to the wire again, losing on another failed two-point conversion. And now the Ravens face a critical test on Sunday in division-leading Cincinnati. All of that leads into an exciting Christmas week slate of games, and this week Joe will pick these five games And this is the order of coverage on today's program. We'll lead off with Buffalo, New England, then move on to Tampa Bay, Carolina, L.A. Rams, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and then end with Baltimore and Cincinnati. Well, with that as background, happy holidays, everyone. And now let me turn to the star of the show, Joe Platania. Well, thank you very much, Frank. Uh, milestone today is this is episode number 20 of the Joey P. and Frank podcast. Hopefully, uh, those of you that are listening have uh, stayed with us throughout this journey, which we began in the heat of the summertime and now in the cold of the winter, which you may be able to tell from my voice is affecting us all. But just the same, it, it, this is this is what football is all about. Uh, I was just checking the playoff standings before we came on here. 27 out of 32 teams are still mathematically alive for the playoffs, and there's only three weekends left to go. Unbelievable. So uh, Chicago and Detroit are out, and the Jets, Houston, and Jacksonville are out, but that's about it. Any other team you can name, there are scenarios for those teams to get into the playoffs. So uh, we'll be whittling them down this week, uh, but (laughs) with our luck, probably not by all that much, but uh, we'll get to the games that we've selected for this week. And of course, the first one is the second important game between New England and Buffalo. And what a great, great game plan that Bill Belichick had up at Highmark Stadium in Western New York. Uh, he he did probably what the Ravens should have done in that playoff game up there because it was held in similar conditions. But uh, he just had his quarterback throw three times and just ran the ball and ran it to death and came up with uh, the win. And it's uh, part of the reason why New England had won seven in a row until, of course, they ran into the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I really didn't think that the bye week would take any of the edge off the Patriots. I didn't think Belichick would uh, let that happen, but apparently they did, and you got to give the Colts a little bit of credit too. But now New England gets the Bills at home. New England, of course, been much more consistent over the second half of the season than the Bills have been. Uh, so that's why I have New England winning at 26 to 17. And uh, they had uh, eight penalties in that loss to the Colts. And I'm sure that 
that Belichick will want to uh, eliminate that and uh, get get his team's edge back, the one that they had for the previous seven weeks. So uh, it, it's looking more and more like New England is once again going to win that uh, division, much to the chagrin of the Buffalo fans and the Miami fans. And, well, the Jets fans, their emotions really don't matter now, do they? <laughs> That's right, Joe. And who would have predicted, when you think of it, uh, the Bills were in uh, fine shape a few weeks ago, just like the Ravens and then ran into uh, some issues. Uh, and I think you uh, clearly uh, tabbed that earlier game in Orchard Park uh, perfectly. And I just looked at the weather forecast for the Boston area on uh, Sunday. Uh, it doesn't say high winds, but uh, temperatures probably in the high 30s with a 50% chance of precipitation. And uh, I see that Cole Beasley is out of the game for Buffalo, one of their weapons on the outside. Uh, you know, as you know, uh, I grew up a Bills fan, so we're all keeping our fingers crossed that what you just described doesn't happen yet again. And that is the Patriots uh, take the division, but we'll have to see. We'll just have to see. Uh, that, as you said, that's the second uh, important game between those two teams. And of course, we're going to close today with uh, another second game, a very important second game between two teams, uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. Uh, but before we get to that, second game you want to talk about today is uh, Tampa Bay and Carolina. So give us your uh, your analysis on that one, Joe. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I, or, I ordinarily would not have uh, chosen this one. But when you look at uh, Tom Brady coming off a shutout loss for the first time since 2006, 255 games. If he had gone, I think, about 50 games more without being shut out, he would have uh, tied Drew Brees' record. But not only that, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, all injured. Levante David, one of the best linebackers in the league. He's got a foot problem. Uh, maybe this brings Tampa Bay back to the uh, back to the pack a little bit. We'll have to wait and see because the Panthers have kind of run out of gas. And I'm sure everybody has seen the footage of uh, – that really bizarre quadriceps injury suffered by their kicker in the pregame warm-up in Buffalo last week. And then on top of that, Cam Newton has lost his last 12 starts as a Panther in a row. So uh, you got a couple of teams that are foundering a little bit right now. Maybe, maybe Carolina uh, has a bit more confidence that maybe they can handle the defending champs. We'll have to wait and see, but I just think Tampa has too much talent on its side of the ball, its own roster. That's why I have them uh, winning by 17. But uh, I'm thinking this is the kind of game where Tampa is going to have to break, break it open late in order to get to my 34-17 score because, uh, like I said, they've got some real star power that either it, it will be out for this game or could be out for this game. Yeah, you know, with all those injuries that you pointed out, serious injuries, season-ending injuries for a number of players, um, catching Carolina at this time is probably – uh, a good thing for Tampa Bay. And then, uh, as you know, they just signed Le'Veon Bell, who said he was thinking about a boxing career um, after his time in Baltimore was over. Uh, but now he's going to be on the sidelines. And and what I've read, Joe, and you may have uh, may have an update, uh, there is no intention to put him on the practice squad. Uh, he's going to be elevated and put on the uh, the the, uh, the roster for, for Sunday's game. And so with everything going on in the running game, he's going to be a backup, it looks, uh, for Sunday. And we may see him on the field. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 
who would have thought? I mean, that is one of the defining characteristics of this season. Teams uh, start off and they're flying high and all of a sudden they hit turbulence and, uh, uh, you know, look at look at where the Ravens are, as I mentioned earlier, with uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, moving on to the third game, uh, a team I know that uh, has uh, flummoxed you all year long, namely the Minnesota Vikings and a team that you're extremely high on and you've stuck with, the Los Angeles Rams, now play each other. And when I read your pick, um, as you described it in the sports column, I was a bit surprised. So elaborate why you're taking Minnesota over the Rams uh, on Sunday. Well, what goes for a consistency in this league is winning four out of six. And uh, they may, that might not sound altogether consistent, but in the case of Minnesota, uh, that kind of a string kind of snuck up on me a bit, the winning four out of six and now uh, having uh, secured, at least for now, the seventh and final playoff seed in the NFC. Now they're going to be home against the Rams, a Rams team that hasn't been too good on the road, but they should be a lot more comfortable indoors. But uh, I think they've, they've been really exposed as a team that doesn't play all that tough or, or all that physical and more of a finesse team, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys of the 70s. They were a pretty team, but they weren't necessarily physically tough. So uh, I, I'd like Minnesota at home, in which should be a very good game. It should be a very important game for conference tiebreakers between these two, should they find themselves in a tie situation. Uh, I, I think Minnesota may have gotten the blown lead syndrome out of its system, and this would be a perfect time of the year for for them to, uh, to, to at least finish a game and, and, and to do it against a, a team that uh, hasn't really proven its physical metal in the Rams. And yes, I was high on the Rams. I had them going to the Super Bowl to represent the NFC, but uh, uh, I, I'm not going to change my mind until they're eliminated, of course. But uh, I, I really think that Minnesota maybe has found a little bit more solid footing, which is why I have them winning a field goal game. Yeah, 23 to 20. And you're so right. They have something to play for. Uh, they're now in contention. Uh, and, you know, do you want to lose that? Obviously, that's not even a, even a, that's a foolish, foolish question. Of course they do. And so now they're at home. Uh, so very reasonable pick. Appreciate your, your skinny on that one. And now we move on to a team that, uh, two teams, very interesting, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Kansas City that started off really well, hit a, hit a tough patch there for a while, rebounded when a lot of, lot of folks had written them off saying they had lost it. In fact, I've talked with a few people who said they weren't quite sure Casey had that uh, want to win attitude uh, that they have been so well known for since Mahomes uh, has been in Kansas City and Andy Reid, of course. Uh, and now they go up against uh, a team that you think is out of it, and then they rebound, uh, and they're still in it, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, of course, the Ravens uh, have yet to play Pittsburgh in that second game. They'll uh, wrap up the season with Pittsburgh. Uh, coming to Baltimore, uh, but Kansas City um, and Pittsburgh, had this been a few weeks ago, probably wouldn't be on your list, but it's on your list now for a very good reason. Uh, your thoughts on Kansas City, Pittsburgh? Well, I'll tell you what, the fan base here in Baltimore, they are just tearing their hair out. The fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers won't go away. Uh, they, they deserve credit for being a a uh, pesky, dogged kind of team. They forced four turnovers against Tennessee last week in a game that I thought they would beat Tennessee, and they did. And I don't know of any other pundit who had that one. But uh, the Steelers, now they go on the road 
to play the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Kansas City looking for a sixth straight division title. Uh, they, they're looking for an eighth straight win, which will be the longest uh, such streak in the league this year. And uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, like I said, they're, they're the Rasputin of the NFL. They simply won't go away. And uh, I think they'll play well at Arrowhead. I think Kansas City wins this game by eight points. But uh, that, that's basically because they want a real barn burner of an overtime game against the L.A. Chargers on the road last week with that great uh, uh, meandering touchdown run by uh, Travis Kelsey in overtime. Uh, Kansas City uh, definitely has its mojo back, and they were my pick to not only go to the Super Bowl but win it, and now it looks like they're getting hot at the right time, which is what you need to win a Super Bowl or a title in any sport these days. Just getting hot at the right time is enough, not necessarily dominating the entire season. But uh, Pittsburgh is going to play tough again. Uh, they might force a couple turnovers from the Chiefs, but uh, I just think the Chiefs have just a little too much for them, and they win 31-23. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the old days, Joe, uh, you know, when uh, push came to shove, the quarterback would look for the wideout. But now we're seeing when push comes to shove, the, the quarterback looks for the tight end. You know, you see that obviously in Baltimore uh, with Mark Andrews and Tampa Bay with Gronkowski. Uh, before that uh, in uh, New England for so many years with Brady. Uh, and now you've got Kelsey. I mean, uh, that last catch was <laughs> just a thing of beauty, as you said, and he scored the winning touchdown in OT. So now we move on to the fifth game. Uh, many people would uh, evaluate evaluate this as uh, the second marquee game of the weekend, the other being Buffalo at New England. Uh, Baltimore, having been on the perch for so many weeks, was a number one seed, now has fallen all the way out of the top, out of the playoffs, actually, and now has to fight its way into it, has to make sure they beat uh, Cincinnati on Sunday and then finish up uh, with the last two games. But um, you're confident. You're thinking that Baltimore is going to do that pirouette. You may have more information than I do as to whether or not um, uh, we're going to have the starting quarterback, whether Lamar is going to be back. Uh, so your thoughts about uh, an extremely important game, maybe the last hurrah if uh, if Baltimore doesn't win, Baltimore at Cincinnati on Sunday. Well, I'll tell you what, John Harbaugh, who's, whose brother Jim is having a birthday today, by the way. But wow. uh, John Harbaugh, is um, he's not much for cliches or labels or, you know, things like that. So. You, you can't mention in front of him that this is a must-win game. But you know what? It is a must-win game. It's the final road game of the regular season, and it's looking more likely that if they do make the playoffs, they're going to have to go on the road again. This franchise hasn't had too many home playoff games in their history, and they've lost most of those. But uh, you gotta you got to get to the playoffs before you can make an impact there. And uh, it, it's, it's just very, very important that they win this game because if you get drawn into the morass of teams that are like eight and six or eight and seven, whatever it would be, then, uh, they, then you might not get in at all. Um, of course, the, everybody here in Charm City remembers uh, what happened in uh, week seven, I believe it was, when Cincinnati came to Baltimore and they won 41 to 17. Joe Burrow threw for, I think, 415 yards or something like that. It, it was uh, his highest yardage total of the year. And no disrespect to Mr. Burrow, but I think that game was more about the weapons he has than about what he was able to do with them because 
he's got these young, fast receivers going against a secondary that couldn't tackle very well. Well, you saw what happened there. Jamar Chase had about 201 yards receiving, uh, 80, some of them, 84, 85 of it came on one play where he broke a couple of tackles. Uh, so if, if the Ravens, if what they have left in the secondary, and it isn't much, if they can just learn to tackle better, play good fundamental football, and and, and cut short the routes and, and cut short the gains, or better yet, break up the passes and not allow any games gains, uh, then um, then the things could turn out a little better for Baltimore. Uh, Eli Apple of the uh, Bengals has uh, done a little popping off in the media. Uh, so uh, maybe that'll serve as a bit of a motivation for them. But I just think the, the gravity of the playoff situation at hand should be enough motivation for Baltimore. They have to control those weapons. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, who with one fell swoop back in 2017, Tyler Boyd knocked the Ravens out of the playoff chase uh, that year. So it's uh, mighty, mighty important that uh, the Ravens win this game because if they don't, then they have very little chance of winning the division, and I would think very little chance of making the playoffs considering uh, they got about a dozen people on the COVID list right now, and they've had as many as uh, two dozen players at one time or another on IR. But uh, this has been one of the most resilient teams in the NFL, and I'm not just saying that because I'm based out of Baltimore. I think a lot of people nationwide would share that sentiment. Joe, you have it uh, Baltimore 24 and Cincinnati 20, Baltimore by four. Let's move on to the last segment of the program, uh, something we've been talking about, maybe a controversial question or issue, is uh, should there be so much uh, football over the holiday weekend, particularly Christmas that we, uh, we view as a family weekend. But we also talked about the fact that it's a business, not only for the NFL, but also for the media networks and the advertisers. And one of the reasons we're seeing so much football is that obviously there are a lot of eyeballs and ears uh, connected to what's happening in pro and increasingly with college sports as well. Uh, but one of the other things I know you wanted to talk about is the approach that you took and other beat writers with respect to being away, because obviously a lot of these games are on the road, being away for the holidays. So uh, with that intro, share your thoughts with us. So it's that incredible time of year, uh, Christmas, New Year's, the holiday season. And, you know, through the uh, Ravens' uh, relatively short history, They've played games on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day, and sometimes on the road. And I remember some of my beat writer colleagues being very, very unhappy about that. I mean, as much as all of us writers, we love covering the league. We love uh, going to games and all that sort of stuff. It's just that holidays and family and things like that are very, very important to some people, even the most dedicated beat writer. But, uh, you know, as much as most people – and rightfully so, do cherish and relish the Christmas tradition with family. Not every family can say that they're close enough to want to spend the holidays with each other. So I've never had really a problem with working on the holiday. And, uh, you know, to me, the holidays are, are, are meant for football. Certainly Thanksgiving is. And I would say the same thing about Christmas. I mean, uh, you know, I remember a Christmas night at M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, some years ago, where it, first of all, it rained all night, so I'm not sure how that uh, bolstered anybody's spirits, but uh, uh, the Ravens uh, uh, beat the Minnesota Vikings on a Christmas night at home a few years back. So, 
you know, it's it it just uh, it just for some of us uh, the the holiday is as as wonderful as it is and as what much as some people revere it, I revere it for the football and um, it, it's just that uh, not not all of us are going to be wanting to go uh, you know go around and visit family and open presents and do all that kind of stuff. If you do, well, that's great, that's great, but uh, you know it's 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 about football and it's it's about uh, uh, the business end of the season and, and trying to make the playoffs and, and all that good stuff. And, and, and as an, and as a indication of how much these things have evolved, the regular season ends on January 9th this year. Well, Super Bowl 11 took place on January 9th. That tells you something right there. So, uh, it, you know, that it, uh, it extends well past the holiday season now and we're, we're knocking on the door of Valentine's day with the expanded schedules, but uh, that's just uh, the price of progress, I guess. Thanks, Joe. Let's do what we always do in the last segment of the program, and that is go over Joe's picks for the week. He started with picking New England over Buffalo 26 to 17, and then moved on Tampa Bay 34, Carolina 17, Minnesota 23, the LA Rams 20, Kansas City 31, Pittsburgh 23. Then he picks Baltimore to beat Cincinnati in the Queen City 24-20. Again, happy holidays, everyone. Hope you enjoyed today's program and you'll be with us next week. Till then, as we always say, please be good sports. Take care, everyone. A tug of war, 22 nameless men grappling in the mud. They called it Oh,